Hello, hello. Welcome to Irrepressible. I am Erica Ashley, your host. This episode is a little different than episodes I've done in the past, but this is one of my favorite episodes. I have Danielle Thompson on the podcast, and I came across Danielle on TikTok. I think I've said this before. I met Sharon on TikTok as well. I'm really not on TikTok as much as it sounds like I am, but I scroll once in a while and I feel like every time I have, I come across really cool people and I am loving TikTok for that reason. So I found Danielle on TikTok and she, I didn't even know what she looked like. She's literally not in any of her TikToks. It's all gardening and plant tips, tricks, hacks you name it. She has a TikTok about it. And as someone who, you know, loves growing an occasional, I was growing zinnias last year, actually. (sighs) Gardening is not easy. (laughs) I just wanted like one pot full of some nice, pretty plants that I could look at out my bedroom window. It's a labor of love. And by that, I mean, I killed them. (laughs) I killed them and I was so devastated by it. I had grown them from seeds and they actually grew into this really big, beautiful plant. And then I killed them. And I, my pot is empty at this moment. I haven't replanted anything. And I feel like, especially during the pandemic, there's a lot of us who have been like, I want to liven up my space. I want life to be around me. And so I think many of us have been like, I'm going to try growing a succulent. I'm going to try this plant uh, or this one. And I think often we go into it not knowing what we're doing. And for good reason, like it's hard to find gardening tips. And Danielle speaks on this in this episode that like, why do we have to go to like your mom or your grandma to find gardening tips? It's, I, I don't know. It's like a weird like not hobby for the younger generations. I don't know, but I think the younger generations have a really deep love affair with plants. And so as soon as I watched, I watched every single one of her videos. I was like, I love her. I think this would be a really fun episode. And lo and behold, this is one of my favorites. She is amazing. She breaks down gardening for beginners. And she's funny and just like full of life. And I just really, really enjoyed my conversation with her. And I think, I mean, the title of this episode is a realistic approach to gardening. And I feel like that's exactly what this is. I feel like she made it so simple that anybody can go get a plant and not kill it. Or if it, if it does die, she tells you how to handle that. And I'm just really happy about this episode because she also touches on how gardening helped her mental health, especially during the pandemic. And I think some of the science that she shares behind why that happened is really cool. And I think it's just another testament as to why we should all have like one little plant friend, you know, in the corner by your mirror on your dresser on your balcony. I don't know. It's just, there's something about being around plants that is actually really very calming. And there's actually a scientific study 
and I cannot remember what journal it came from, but the physical act of just even looking at like a tree lowers your cortisol. So I think after this episode, we can all raise a little plant baby and feel good and boost our serotonin levels and, and feel this sense of accomplishment for keeping something alive. Anywho, let's jump into this episode. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I think you will truly love it. And I think you will really love Danielle. All right. I wanted to start this with an observation that I've made because I live in California now, and I think it's very common out here to see people who have gardeners. Like they have somebody come mow their lawn, they come trim their rose bushes, they do that. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up in Colorado in a small town. My mom is a flower garden fanatic. I'd be out there every day in the summer, like weeding, helping plant. And so I feel like I have a different relationship with gardening. I'm not great at it. I still don't know fully how to keep a plant alive, but I feel like I have this different like appreciation for gardening. How did you get into gardening? Well, I love your mom already. So we'll start with that. Gary and what's her name? Renee. Gary and Renee, big fan. Um, So I got into gardening. I love the aesthetic of a pretty yard. So that I'd always have like, but I started getting into it. I had in our last house, it was a much smaller space, real tight. So the backyard was almost like um, a living space. And so I thought, oh, it's, it was so manageable. You know, I thought mm-hmm. I can get into this. So I would work and then I would come home and that was a hobby. And I was absolute, like, I cannot stress enough how terrible I was. I mean to tell you, at one point I heard that you should fertilize. I had three roses, like topiaries in a pot, in pots. And I fertilized and I thought, I'll just divide this huge can amongst three thing. They were dead by the end of the day. Like, so that's my experience. So if somebody's like, Oh, I'm not like into gardening. I can never do that. I have a black thumb. Like no girl, like I got you because I have made those mistakes. So, but that to me was a challenge. I was like, "Mm, it can't be that hard. But the only people that I really knew that were into it were my mother-in-law and my aunt and everybody has their own kind of style. So I would just kind of take information from them And it was trial and error. So I would try things and I would kill things and then I would try things and they would flourish. And then as that kind of engine kept going, I went, oh, this is like way deeper than just like getting the plant to thrive. This is almost became like a spiritual thing where I'm like, oh, like I can see like how life kind of imitates plants and plants imitate life. And so then it became therapeutic, frankly, just to be in the garden. So I I got my space exactly how I wanted it. And then I was like, oh, we should like get a bigger space. So we did, we moved to a bunch more property and it freaked me out at first because I'm like, I don't even know where to start. It was messy and bad. And then we just would do little things at a time. I was still working full time and whatever. And then when the pandemic hit, I went, okay, I have time. I have the desire and I have people that are probably at home in the same situation like me with either too much time on their hands or um, severe depression or just, just confusion in general. And I thought, I bet I could like whip together some tutorials that would help people real quick, just little snippets. And so that's kind of how I got into it and how I started um, teaching people about it. 
on TikTok. On TikTok, yes. And yeah. and I will say TikTok, I wasn't like, I'm going to go to TikTok. I was on it already. And then I found that the ease of editing, if I, if you don't have like a techie background Mm -hmm. was so great. I was like, okay, I could do this. And my original videos have since been deleted because it's so embarrassing. Like, I'm like, why did I think this is a good video? (laughs) But I've gotten better at it and it's, yeah, it's been better. Yeah. She has, for anyone who doesn't follow her on TikTok, go follow her, but she has almost a hundred thousand followers. So I feel like that speaks to the fact that people want to learn how to grow plants. I think you're right. And I do think that it's kind of a trend. Um, even if you look in like home decor and whatnot, you'll see like really cool, like um, plant planters in general yeah. and plants, they're becoming part of the aesthetic. It's kind of like a throwback to the pothos of the eighties that are, that our moms had. My mom had not Renee. She was, she's too young. Why would she? Um, my mom had them like on a shelf hanging down, you know, it's just like, it's really reminiscent of that time. Totally. And I think, and I saw your TikTok about how you broke down the plants in the background of Oprah's interview with Megan and Harry. And I yes. thought that was so creative and so cool. And people were asking questions. People wanted the info. Thank you. I, that's one. Okay. So I will just say that video did not land, but I didn't care because I was so freaking excited about it. It's really hard to get the images off the internet. They are like you can't even screenshot Hulu. And I'm like, I'm not trying to steal anything. I just want to inform people. Yeah. Um, like I would love to know every single plant at every Kardashian's house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I do have hopes of doing that and just going to like, maybe like classic movies or classic shows where you're like, uh, like um, under the Tuscan sun, it's an old movie. I mean like early nineties, I believe. And I just remember looking at at the backdrop of the landscape. And I'm like, well, what's that plant? And what's that plant? And I want to know. And like plant identification is something that we can all do. But if somebody kind of streamlines it and you're like, oh, like that's what I want. I, yeah. So um, I think I'm going to make more of those in the future. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. And fun fact, if you didn't know this, they sat in front of a green screen. (laughs) Those plants weren't real. The one plant on the table was real, but they were in front of a green screen. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. So all the rumors about whose backyard is it? Is it David Foster? That was all just, it's green oh screen. my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> and also, so, so it was it someone's yard then. Yeah. I don't know where was it they got the image from, but it was, they weren't there. <laughs> that is absolutely. So do you think they were still outside or can you, you, you can create outdoor light inside. That is insane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were definitely on the soundstage. I'm like inside the actor's studio. Do you know what I mean? Like right now, like you're just like telling me all the things. Okay. Quick interjection since this episode has been recorded because I'm not in the business of spreading misinformation. What actually happened is Oprah sat down in person with Megan and Harry in an outdoor space in someone's backyard. They were actually physically there. What was recorded in front of a green screen was her interview with Chip and Joanna Gaines. And in that one, the yard that it looks like they were sitting in was not there. Oprah was not even there. They combined that one through film and TV tricks, CGI green screen. So I just wanted to clarify. Okay, back to your regular scheduled programming. Did you, Nancy, drew that or did you like know that from a friend or something? No, I, I Nancy drew it. 
Oh, I love it. Okay. Good I love that you use that reference because my sister will appreciate that. We would, when we grew up, we were obsessed with Nancy Drew. Obsessed. Yeah. And I wanted I always to be like it. a private detective. I was like, oh. this is going to be my thing. <laughs> and it's like always a ghost, but never is. And I always thought it was so interesting that author loved to describe her food. It's like she had three thin slices of cantaloupe. I'm like, do we care? But okay. But they were thin. (laughs) They were thin. Yeah, love that. So weird. Great series though. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, back to plants. What would you suggest then for a beginner? You know, you were the beginner. Were you like, okay, some plants are advanced, some plants aren't, or maybe they're all the same and you just need to know the right approach? Uh, I think they... Some plants are easier and some plants are harder, period. Yeah. And I think as far as house plants go, your ZZ plant, and I use lay terms because if you use their actual scientific name, it's ridiculous and you can't find it. So like a ZZ plant is great. Um, a snake plant is great. A philodendron is great. Monstera is, is a, it's a variety of a philodendron and those are really popular right now. Pothos is great. That's like a traily plant. Mm-hmm. I would say those are my like safe ones that are, you could do like an English Ivy too. So that's like, again, that's like a cascading plant, but you can manipulate that one up. So if you like the topiary look, you could get a stick and put it in. It just kind of depends on your style. But those first ones are kind of, I think what are trending right now, you would see them if you were looking at like home decor on Pinterest or something, they'd be in the background kind of popped in there. Yeah. Okay, cool. So those are the go-to. So you go home get, or you go to the store, you get this plant and you're like, okay, cool. What do I do with this? I have to yeah. keep it alive. How, yeah. how do you know what your plant is communicating to you? Okay. It's very um, personal, but no, I'm kidding. It's okay. So first off, I would say if you go to the store to get a plant, I would get one easy one. And then I would get one that you're just like, I love that. Like, I love that. And I'll tell you why. For the easy one, it's going to help you when the other one dies or in the interim when it's in purgatory before you resurrect it. Okay. So just like that, I think that it's just, it's good. It seems silly, but it's like actually really good for the ego and for your confidence to be able to keep something alive. And like, if somebody on here, if one of your listeners kills a pothos, please come talk to me because you're a legend there. You can't kill him. Like you're good. So, and then get something that you just like, you think is really beautiful. Like, I don't know. like like a fiddle leaf fig. Those are very popular right now. They're temperamental. Like, wow. So they really like, I mean, you like look at them and they're like, and then I've kind of been scared because I've wanted to get one, but for that exact reason, I'm like, well, they're kind of expensive as far as plants go. And I'm, I don't want to just, you're going to die tomorrow. So there was like a hundred bucks for no reason. (laughs) And that's what can happen. Yeah. And it's really depressing, especially if you're on a budget and you know, it's like, especially in these times, like people need to watch their, watch their bucks. So I would say do that. And then the next thing that I wish I would have learned that is actually almost, I've probably only known this for two years is get a moisture meter. You can get them for like 10 bucks on Amazon. And what they do is they, they tell you um, the moisture, you just, there's prongs, you stick it in your plant. They tell you the moisture level. They tell you the, um, the pH of the soil. So the acidity or the alkalinity, and then they tell you the amount of light that it's getting. So if you have a plant that's suffering, and actually I have this depressed clearwood right behind me. You can see it, right? And there's the moisture meter right there. Oh, I yeah. moved it. Yeah, it was in my bathroom, which I loved, but I just wanted to enjoy it more than when I was taking it by my bath. So I was only enjoying it 
enjoying it when I was taking a bath and I thought, well, I got to move it. So I moved it into my living room. It already has some yellowing leaves. So I'm like, that's weird. Let me, so now I've got it sitting here and I've got it in there and I can just kind of evaluate, but it gives you an immediate response. So with house plants specifically, I feel like most people overwater because mm-hmm. it's like your little, like this little guy, I just got this. It's a curly, it's like a curly, um, Ivy. And I just think it's so stinking cute. Yeah. But it's something that people would be like, it's so cute. It's my baby. And then they would water the heck out of it and it would die. So this is like this, the soil is crispy on this. And that's because I'll stick the moisture meter in there and it's happy. I mean, it was, if you can, you can see the new growth. So this is the green, green growth. And this is all the new growth. And I've only had this for maybe three weeks. Yeah. So things like that. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. So get a moisture meter. That's what I would say as far as maintenance goes. That's number one. So if hypothetically, let's say, is yep. it better to overwater a plant or underwater a plant? If you, if like one or the other happens, that's a great question. Underwater. I cannot stress it enough. Underwater outside. I would say the same thing, but if I see people have like struggle with outdoor plants, it would be underwatering, not overwatering just because like the, it, the water naturally evaporates so much quicker outside. Mm-hmm. And then you put in elements like sun and wind and that plant will dry out really, really quickly. And they might even mentally be on a once a week or once a month watering schedule indoors and outdoors that plant might need it two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned the acidity of the soil. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that. How do you handle it? What do, what do I need to know? What do we need to know about the acidity? Okay. So good soil is really important, specifically when you're talking about plants that are in the ground. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure whatever space that you're in, like that dirt has been there for a minute. And mm-hmm. so it could have, dirt naturally has um, minerals and whatnot in it, but you have to either amend this soil or add more um, like a potting soil or some sort of a mixture in it because Plants, your big three things are you've got your light, you've got the soil, the conditions of like, it's like food for a human, and then you have your water. And those are kind of the big, like macros, if you will, for a plant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with soil, you just have different amendments. So you read it now here, I don't want to get too heady for you, but each plant needs something different. So you might have a plant that thrives in acidic soil, and then you might have a plant that thrives in alkaline soil. So I like to keep my pH neutral most of the time, but then there's some things where like, I'm sure you've heard about manipulating a hydrangea color. They're all the same color, but then you see like a white, a limelight hydrangea, you see a blue hydrangea, a pink, a fuchsia. Mm -hmm. They're just adjusting the acidity of the soil. I never knew that. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I know. Plants are cool. It makes me think of like when you were a kid and you'd put the daisies in the food coloring and then you'd have like lime green daisies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. Really bizarre. Do you have a soil brand that you like? That's like your go-to. I like Miracle Grow. Um, I really like Miracle Grow Organics. Uh, That's a new line that they came out with mm, within the last 16, 18 months, something like that. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. I will say that. So I really love when people take like the cheapest potting soil you can find at, you know, your big box Lowe's, Home Depot, hardware store, and amend it themselves. So that's when we're incorporating things like your age. There are three biggies that people have in their house. It's coffee grounds, eggshells, 
and banana peels. I'm sure you probably heard Renee talk about this back in yeah. the day, right? <laughs> or she's doing it out there. Yeah. So, and there's, you can do things like you can soak them in water and make tea out of the water and pour it in there, or you can actually dry it all out, you know, blend it all up and incorporate that into your soil. And then that's like, first off, it's just so much more sustainable because you're using the junk that you already had. You're not getting into the compost business because that can get messy. You have to get more. It's gross. Yeah. I think if this is something that's like more accessible to like, you have it in your house, dry it out and then stick it in the garden or in your bag of soil. So mm -hmm. I would say that. And then those are, those are the primary amendments that you need. And you do that in such a cheaper way than if you buy that really expensive soil. So then what about fertilizing? Does that act as a fertilizer or no? Yeah. Okay. So that, you're asking really, really good questions, by oh. the way. Okay. So yes. So that would be kind of a, uh, like a long-term solution. So it would be like a, almost like a slow release feed, which you can buy. I still fertilize on top of that. So if I'm first planting, I'll use, um, plant tone. And by the way, if you guys have never fertilized before, it's the first time I did, um, I did fish fertilizer and I kind of puke anyways. Like, I'm just like, if something, if I think about something gross, I'm like, nope, nope. yeah. And so I was like, and it's literally like, it's like decomposed fish guts. It's very, it, but now it's like, I'm, I smell it. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like my plants are going to look gorgeous. So, but the plant tone is granular. So it's better. So it's like, you know, it's easier to use, but it does stink. But I use plant tone. And then like, if you really want your plants to pop, like, well, okay. I have three fertilizers, fertilizers that I use. I use plant tone when I'm planting something. I use uh, super thrive, which it's about, I don't know, eight bucks for the tiniest thing you ever did see, but it lasts you for a year easy. And that's great for indoor plants that promotes the root growth and then really green foliage. Um, and then I also use, uh, I said fish fertilizer, super thrive and more bloom, more blooms. If you want like tons of flowers to come out on any plant that you have, and that's more of a weekly situation, but once you get a routine, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So what are common mistakes besides the overwatering, underwatering that you see or that like beginners would be making with plants? Yeah, we just talked about it. I would say overwatering is the biggest mistake. And mm -hmm. if you think that you might even be like susceptible to that, stop watering your plant. Like your plant should look like it needs water. And then also if you don't want to get a moisture meter, you're not that committed to the cause, respect, take your finger and just stick it in the top inch or two of the soil. And if it comes out with basically any residue other than like the flakiest, tiniest little bit of dust, it doesn't need water. So that's just a good way to go. Or if you really tend to do that, do bottom watering in which you have water. You can use your sink. You can use a bathtub. You can use, I use like a kiddie pool. You stick your plant in there and then it only absorb, it will only take in what it needs. Right. So you keep it in there for, I don't know, an hour, whatever it'll take from the roots. It'll take it up. And then you'll see that it stopped taking, it's stopped ingesting the water and then you're done. So that's a good one too. The other thing is not fertilizing. It's plants are they're. I mean, they're living things. I can't stress it enough. Like yeah. maybe it's not a human. It's, it's not an animal, but like they're alive and just like we need food, they need food as well. So fertilizing is huge. And then another thing is a lot of times if a, if a lot of times if a plant um, starts to look sad, right. And mm -hmm. there's little bits that are maybe yellow or 
crunchy or whatever, people panic and they start, okay, that lady said do fertilizer, so I'm going to fertilize it. That lady said to underwater, so I'm going to leave it. You got to you gotta cut it off. Like all the dead stuff, like get in there. And you don't need fancy shears. Just take some like kitchen scissors mm-hmm. and get in there and cut the dead off. Because what happens is, is the plant is like communicating, right, with its nutrition and its water and its light. And so if there's water accessible down below, let's just say you bottom water, just like I said. So the plant's absorbing it from the roots. What it's a homey, right? So it's going to take, let's say this piece is dying and looks disgusting. All the water that it absorbs from here is going to go, they're going to go, we got to save our friend. And the friend is not savable. Like you're not going to take a crunchy leaf that you could crunch and you know, it's love you mean it. And then like, <laughs> It's gone. <laughs> so, but you got to cut that off because what will happen is it'll force all, and that's fertilizer, light, anything. It'll force it all in hopes of salvaging this. It's past mm-hmm. the point. It'll neglect the rest of the plant. And so all of a sudden you're like, I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the things. And then you're, now this starts dying. And it's like, well, yeah, because it was giving everything it had to this. So if you cut this off, not only does the plant look better and it might look way smaller and it's upsetting. I totally get it but this will all still thrive. Yeah. That's amazing to know because I feel like I've definitely been like, Oh, it's dead. I'll I'll get to it in a minute. Not knowing that I'm like continuing to kill the plant. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are some, Oh, really quick proper light. How do you know the proper light for the plant? The moisture meter, the same moisture meter. Yeah. I will say too. um, and cause I'm going to, I'm not going to get this wrong. I'm just going to get it right for your people. Okay. <laughs> the app is called picture this, okay. but I want to show you what it looks like, like on your phone, just because, you know, sometimes you're like, what is it? There's like 14 that came up. Hold on. It's opposite. Where am I? Is it at the bottom or the top? Right here. Okay. Next to Amazon. Oh okay. yeah. Reverse. Okay. Picture this. It's a plant identifier. So I love this for, let's just say you are, there's so many times where you'll be at a nursery and the plant is not properly labeled. Somebody just slap something on it. And, and so it's really nice to know what it is. So you snap a picture of it. Not only will it tell you what it is, it's scientific name. It'll tell you what zone it needs to be grown in, which I want to talk to you about that in a bit. Um, what conditions it likes. So like low light, high light, mid light, whatever. And, um, like it's watering, it just shows you its habits. So you might say, oh, this is like native to Brazil and you're in Minnesota, like love you, not the plant for you, you know, (laughs) unless you want to have it in a greenhouse and, and kind of manipulate the way it's grown. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause the sun causes the plant to photosynthesize. So the meaning, I know we're going back to like, what is it? Fifth grade science or something, but yeah. So it's photosynthesizing. So it's literally turning parts of itself into nutrition for itself. It's like a self-survival thing. So if it's not getting that, it's not going to do well. Um, I would say pay close attention. And the second you see things like a droopy leaf, Mm -hmm. a yellow leaf, um, crisping up like where you're like like I said you can just kind of like go like this that's yeah. it's a sunburn it's got a sunburn mm-hmm. so you can do things like rotate the plant so maybe the sun's not all bad but if in that position it just needs to be rotated so you just quarter turn it you know every few days or whatever mm-hmm. um but I just think spending time with them is yeah which sounds so weird but it really is the best thing that you can do or just having a daily check-in like 
it can be part of your morning routine. You have your coffee. What are you doing? You're sitting scrolling TikTok. Just like get up and go and look at your plants, right? Totally. Stick your finger in, see if it needs some water or if it doesn't, whatever. See if there's a droopy leaf, something ain't right. And don't be afraid to move plants. Like, yes, we wanted it there. That's what we bought it for, that corner. But like, it's not thriving there and we don't want to buy another plant right now. So where can we take it and just adjust minor things like that? Yeah. Amazing. Do you have just any random plant hacks that like you've come across and you're like, this is so random, but it works. Okay. Well, get on plant TikTok because it's life. But one of the things that I loved was, um, and I don't remember where I saw this, but I definitely saw it. So if you have a trailing plant, this is a climber, but if you have, this is the only example I have guys, I have other plants. If you have a plant that goes down like this, this happens a lot. Like with philodendron, it goes down like this. Right. And you're like, Okay, like, that's it like droops down the side of the pot. Yeah, like yeah. cascade. Yeah, I want it, but you want it like more bushy. You just take like one of the cascading pieces and then you go like this and then you put a bobby pin on it and it just keeps it in there. It'll reroot right in the plant. Like it'll just reroot. And so it makes it busher. So it'll still be cascading, but like the top looks a little bit more full. Just like the easiest little hack that is awesome. That's amazing. Okay. So for anybody who's just listening, she just took the end of it and stuck it back into the soil. Thank you for describing that. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. That's what I did. That's right. No, you're fine. <laughs> that's amazing because yeah. I've had that issue with those plants because then they start losing the leaves and I'm like, I have a stick with one little leaf at the end. Yeah, right. And it looks a little silly. Yeah. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to like, you're like, no, leave it. You're doing so great. But yeah, I get it. No. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about zones since you just brought them up. Zones. Yeah. Uh, did I never understood zones. So I was talking about my aunt earlier. She is so smart and I would, uh, she had just had a beautiful yard. So she was my go-to and I would say, okay, um, can I have an avocado tree? Would that do well here? Something like that. Or what are the conditions? And she would go check your zone. And almost like when somebody's coming to, I mean, now I sit with my kids, but I would say it with people that I worked with. I'd be like, Google it. You have the, you know, you can go find it. And I didn't understand that until I killed a number of things. And then I thought, okay, maybe she's onto something. And so I started doing that. So you can go, it's just like USDA growing zones and you can see it's like one through nine. And then they have like subcategories of A and B. And basically it's like, um, you know, when does your frost hit? Like how, like, for example, I'm in Bakersfield, California, Central Valley. We are responsible for, I mean, it's something it's, I'm going to mess it up, but it's like 95% of the world's, uh, like produce consumption. Mm-hmm. So like your, uh, bolt house or your Grimway, like all the bolt house dressings, the baby carrot, like that's all here. Mm-hmm. So we're in a great growing condition because we have like maybe two months out of the year where you really like it just hang your hat up and come inside. There's no point. I mean, it gets really, really hot or it gets, I don't want to say really cold for somebody that's like four degrees in Alaska right now, but cold, it gets colder for us. Um, I don't even think our ground froze once this year. So mm-hmm. I'm in a different condition where I can probably, yeah. I can probably manipulate anything. Um, but if you're in like my sister, she's, so I'm a nine B she's up in Washington state and she's a, uh, six a, so I'll recommend things to her, but I always have to check the zone. So, uh, it would be similar to like sizing and clothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you don't want to put on like, um, a size two, if you're 12, it's just like, that doesn't fit. And it's, you know, not, not cute. So then you would just pop it up to a size 12 or whatever. 
Um, that's the best way I could kind of describe it, but it's important and you should know your zone for sure. Can you just enter your zip code? Yeah, exactly. That's Amazing. Right. That's so easy. Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah. And then the other caveats are usually it accounts for wind. The other caveats are just like if you're planting something in shade or in sun and that you would like look at that yourself and decide. Yeah. Should you ever transplant something to a bigger pot? Yes. Yeah. So a plant is a lot like a fish in that it will stay small if it's in uh, if it has like small confined space. And then it will grow big if you give it more room to grow. So the real star of a plant is the roots. And a lot of people don't know that. And it's something we just don't think about because we just don't look at it. So be very similar to don't judge a book by its cover. You see a beautiful girl. She might be like crying and dying on the inside. You see somebody that doesn't look so beautiful. And yes, they have like the most beautiful inside. So you might see a plant that's like a beautiful, healthy root system will go on forever. And it'll, you know, have its opposite of an ugly goose moment later. So it's just something that I think is so important to, to think about is the root system. And so, yeah, when you're talking about transplanting to a different pot, you just got to think like, what space is it in? Do I have room for a, a monstera to grow? Cause it will 20 feet tall, or do I have room for something to spread out or um, cascade down? Uh, even if you're not doing that, I recommend at least every two years repotting and by repotting, you could even keep it in the same pot. But I just really like to take the plant out very gently, of course, because this is its home. So now it's like all settled. If it's root bound, meaning there's a thick wall of roots, consider getting a larger pot. But mm-hmm. if you want to keep it the size that it is, just take it outside. And then I like to, or you can do it in the sink as well. Just kind of hose the roots down. If you see root rot, which is really common if you're overwatering, you'll you'll know. there The root is... Uh, mushy and um, you can almost kind of pinch it and take it off. It's, it's gross. If you see root rot for sure, take those off, take them, you can pinch them off or cut them off, just get as much off as you can. And then a little tip. Um, so think about when you were swimming and you were little and your mom would put rubbing alcohol in your ears afterwards to dry out all of the water, same concept. So you can put a mix of hydrogen peroxide, maybe like a one to one to six ratio. You don't want to go crazy, but just kind of water it down a bit and then either spray the roots or kind of douse them real quick and then repot it. So it just, it'll dry them out. It's like, give them a break. And then, and you can rewater it just the next day. It just needs a a bit just to kind of seal off and then just put it in new fresh soil. Because again, we're going to just bump up the nutrition factor there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So easy. I would have never thought about hydrogen peroxide for a plant. So easy. I know. Cause it sounds like it's going to kill it, but it, yeah. it also is a deterrent for disease too, which is really helpful. Oh, interesting. Good to know. Okay. What are your like gardening must haves tools, pots, plants, like whatever. So I do have an Amazon list that you guys can check out, which is I think really helpful. And I break it down to like beginner gardening inside beginner gardening outside then kind of like you're kind of you kind of got your your feet underneath you like an intermediate and then like you want to gang bust out and like get kind of the fun like bells and whistles and like cool stuff and that's almost directly um associated with budget too like the beginner things there i don't think there's anything more than like 30 bucks like they're really simple mm-hmm. gloves i think are helpful i am the worst about wearing gloves so it is what it is a moisture meter absolutely essential fertilizer is it's just, and you can find something that works for you. Like if you're intimidated by doing fish guts, right. 
-hmm. Just get the tiny little thing of super thread. It's this big. You use like an eighth of a capful. Like it's like it's a, you, it needs a dropper. That's how small into like a gallon of water. So it doesn't take up space. It's not intimidating. Um, a good pair of scissors. I use Fiskars like that works for me. Keeping those clean is really important. If you have them like all of us and they got rusty because we were negligent with them or because we got on a gardening kick and then threw it away. Do not throw them away. Don't go buy another $28 pair. You can just stick them in some, um, it's not called CRV. What's it called? It's like the, do you know what I'm talking about? The green ointment that you spray on rust. It's like a rust remover. Oh, like the TLC or wait, what is that? Does it come in like a bottle? Yeah. 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 It comes like that. Or you can get it in a thing where you just like dump it out. I don't know what I, I cannot think of it. Somebody is screaming at us right now, by the way. They're like, (laughs) yeah, but that you can just stick it in a, um, in a cup and the rust will cut. You just spray it with a, I mean, uh, hit it with a, like a toothbrush and it'll, they'll clean right up. So perfect. yeah, I would think, I think those are kind of like the fundamental, you don't need much. It's kind of like running. Like, do you have a pair of runners? Okay, go. Like that's it. So yeah. Amazing. Okay. What else have I forgotten that you're like, I need to talk about this? Well, I, okay. So going back to TikTok, I just feel like it's so important to realize what it does for your mental health. And I, I feel like I'm a testament of that. And I think because I have like four friends that I can talk to about gardening with now I have a lot more, but it was always really bizarre to me. Like why, if you want to get into gardening, do you have to like go to grandma? Like we love her, but why can't I go to somebody that's either my age or like, why haven't we embraced this? And I think this is, that's been the way it always has been. It's like, well, they're retired. They have time. It's like, well, you can have time if you make time. And I think it's really interesting, but there's actually serotonin is actually released when your fingertips touch soil, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. It's scientifically proven. It's specifically the bacteria in the soil, the healthy bacteria, just like we have in our bodies, that bacteria, it causes a, a neurological reaction and you actually, serotonin comes out. So serotonin is kind of like that feel good, um, you know, vibing on a Sunday in a convertible, like going down the 101. It's like that, just that good feeling. It's what you get after a run or if you're in love, like just that kind of feeling. And so, you know, that it kind of makes you want to go like, Oh, I want to get my hands on some dirt. Like there's that, there's the lessons that you learn when you see something that's, you know, the plant's not thriving. You realize that there's things that you need to actually physically cut off of it. It's like, it's a parallel to you need to get toxic people out of your life or toxic habits out of your life in order to flourish. So when you kind of look at it like that, you're like, this is not just about keeping a plant alive, which is also really, really good to do, but it's so much more. Um, I think it makes it, you put more value in it. And so you'd prioritize it differently. I love that. I remember, like I said, growing up gardening with my mom and I hated pulling weeds. Like it was the worst chore. The second she said that I was like, Oh, it's like, it's weed day. Great. Saturday's going to suck. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I do always remember like having this sense of satisfaction when like sitting outside at night and like seeing all the flowers and like the colors and like, it was just really pretty and like calming. Wow. Okay. That's so good to know. Yeah. Realize you saw like the rewards of your labor. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I get it. And I don't know, I don't think I was aware of it at the time, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, I loved sitting outside in the evenings and being like, wow, it's really pretty out here. 
And like, you know, we had, my mom just like spent so much time making our yard look pretty. And it was like, there's effort and like love put into that. And I think the flowers like reflect that back to you. I'd be interested to know if she made that as a conscious decision and was like, you know, cause I had to weed a lot too, but it wasn't, there was no beauty. Like, with it. Um, I wonder if she did that maybe to like, just quietly put you in a place where you were sitting outside so that you could enjoy it. But that'd be interesting to ask. I have no idea. She probably just wanted the help, but maybe. (laughs) Let's give her some credit. I don't know. But no, you made me think about what I was going to say. If you get a plant and you're all psyched, you listen to this podcast and you're like, today's the day. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get plants, whatever. And they die. I think that one of the, the biggest things is just celebrating the joy that it brought you for the time that it brought you that joy. Mm -hmm. So this plant might die. It might actually, there's a good possibility that it will, but like, I've got to use like, it's thriving right now. I know. And it, and it is, it's so happy. That's because I'm neglecting it. This is, you know, but if it dies, it's okay. And it brought me joy. Sometimes we'll be a sucker for, if you go to Lowe's, you wanted a couple of flats of flowers, but you saw this one. I love a topiary. So it's like a, it's a lilac topiary. It's a hundred dollars, way overpriced. It's super tiny, but it's so pretty. And then within two months you kill it it's okay to just go like it brought me so much joy for two months. It's more than a bouquet of flowers would. Totally. Yeah. So don't be, don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Amazing. Where can everybody find you on TikTok? I want everybody to follow your tips. You have such fun ones. We didn't talk about the pasta water. We should have talked about pasta water. Yeah. And the egg water, people are going crazy. Yes. You, if you, if you boil eggs, you can use the water on your plants. Your plants will love it. If you boil pasta, you can use that water on your plants. If you make a cup of coffee and you like use a Keurig, you can run that same pot again and let it, all these waters, let them cool down first. Um, don't come for me because they did, but you can water your plants. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh yeah. The kids, (laughs) the kids came for me. But yeah, so I'm on TikTok garden gal. Um, I'm on Pinterest, same name. I'm on Instagram. I don't work that my personal Instagram. I work way harder. Um, well did work way harder. So it looks like it's a bigger account. I don't touch it anymore, but then my um, personal one is garden gal as well. So there's some underscores in there, but, and if you ever have problems with your plants, I like love on Instagram, you can DM me a photo and I'll look at it. It's, I like a visual better. Um, but you can email me at garden gal on TikTok at gmail.com. I get getting stumped with plant questions is like one of my favorite things in the world. So if you have a plant that doesn't look good. You can probably shoot me a picture and I can tell you what's going on with it. Hopefully. Amazing. I remembered one more question for you. Do you have like any go-to books or resources hmm. that you found helpful? Not books. Um, which is interesting. That's something I should explore. Uh, yes. Okay. So garden answer, her name is Laura. I can't, it's a French last name. I can't remember. She is dominating the YouTube world and she makes tutorials that are first off, there's nothing that she hasn't made a tutorial on Mm -hmm. anything in the world. You've just like Google, like maybe you want to grow tulips, tulips, garden answer, um, houseplants, garden answer, uh, succulent arrangements, garden answer. If you put that in there, she is, I can't, she, cause she does the video. So it's, it's like, she explains everything and she's the best. That would be like, I don't think I would reference anybody else other than her. She's phenomenal. She's on Instagram as well, but YouTube is where it's at for her. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun and I hope their listeners got something out of it. And it's been nice to meet you as well. We'll have to connect again soon. Yes, absolutely. Everybody send her your pictures of your plants that you're growing now. Yes. (laughs) 